Okay. So we'll look at Haya and Alif Lam, the A and the L. And so Haya, you know, the first definition is every religion has its character, and the character of Islam is Haya. So we'll look at three ways that uh, Ibn Arabi looks at this word Haya, this concept. Uh, he has a chapter where he has three paragraphs, pretty much, and it is the three kinds of Haya and what happens with them. And so that's how uh, this whole session started. <laughs> okay, so back to some more, I guess, personal background. So when I was a kid, uh, my favorite books, as I mentioned last time, Frankenstein and The Count of Monte Cristo. And so uh, what these books have in common, the reason I read them so often, uh, is that I too was asking the same question that the monster and the count were asking. And if I could, I could say that that question is, who will see or look past my exterior? Who will look past my exterior, whether wretched like the monster or magnificent like the count, and see the goodness inside? Who will recognize me, whoever I am and wherever I am? And so the, the key place uh, in the book for Frankenstein is the first time that his creator sees him. I beheld the wretch, the miserable monster whom I had created. And so this is the, the monster who has just been created and is seen as ugly and, uh, and his tender heart inside is not seen. And we see throughout the book how tender the heart of this creature is, uh, but that his creator couldn't see that. And so he was doomed to be wretched in his, all his life. And then the Count, of course, is the tender-hearted Edmond and all the circumstances that take place with him. So when Mercedes, when she first uh, is talking to her son about the Count, uh, he's ask, she's asking him questions. And then she's, je ne, je ne vous interroge pas sur son origine. Je vous interroge sur la personne. I'm asking you about his person, not his exterior. And then when they do meet, uh, and Mercedes, she says that, that she has seen him and recognized him from the very beginning. She knew the moment she saw him that this was her tender-hearted Edmond, and she heard it from the voice. So the exterior uh, did not confuse her. Uh, she recognized who she was looking at. So this, uh, this desire of the creature to be recognized to be seen for the true the true uh, tender heart that's hidden inside to be recognized uh, this one comes out uh, comes out later um, so the, let's let's look at this at the bottom here the am I not your cherisher so unlike uh, the situation with Frankenstein and his monster uh, we have a different uh, situation in fact it's almost a foil to the one that we have so am I not your cherisher? The first sight that we have when we are brought into being is the sight of a, of a face looking at us with pure delight and joy and saying, am I not your cherisher? Am I not the one who raises you, who brought you out of darkness into the light, who brought you from nothing to being? Am I not this cherisher for you? And of course, we say, yes, you are. And then after that, in pre-eternity, there is the pressure of the womb, the tunnel, and the light. And if one is fortunate, <clears throat> one enters through this tunnel, in, tunnel into another world, into this world, and sees the beaming, radiating face of another cherisher, the mother cherisher. Um, and this is the mother cherisher, or it may be the mother earth is the cherisher. So for so those who don't have the mother cherisher, they'll have the mother earth cherisher. And then the second time this will happen, or the third time, there'll be the pressure, and this is the pressure of the grave. And there'll be a tunnel, and there'll be a light. And if one is fortunate, the first thing they see when they exit this tunnel is the beaming and radiating face of their guide. And uh, the beaming guide will extend her right hand and lead you across the bridge. So that's the, the, the third time this happens. So as I was saying, that the, so myself as a child and the monsters and the counts, we asked, will ever 
someone ever say to me, I see you, I recognize you. I see what is inside you. I see what is hidden inside of you. And I know you. And then if someone were to do that, if someone were to say that, uh, we would be intensely thankful to that someone. Now, it then uh, is clear to now that this is also a sentiment that we have heard before. And that is, I am treasure. I am a treasure hidden inside. So there's something hidden inside that's beautiful and that needs to be seen. And I love to be recognized. So I create the creation and I introduce myself to them and they recognize me. And I am intensely thankful. Shakur, I am intensely thankful. So the key to this looking inside is to see what's inside and not be put off by what the exterior shows. And so Mercedes, she says, I was not confused by your exterior count. I knew that you are the tender-hearted Edmond. And so this seeing that what is on the inside is saying that what's on the outside is not a distraction and is not something bad or mean or despicable. And so indeed, God does not experience haya in making a parable even of a gnat. So God does not experience haya when propounding a parable. So Ibn Arabi explains, uh, he clarifies for us that that is, he does not give up making a parable with, parable with the lowest and the most mean, the worthless, the lowest and most worthless according to the ignorant person because it is not worthless to God. And how could anyone be worthless who is exactly the indication pointing to God? The one indicated is magnified tremendously by the tremendous magnification of its indicator. So uh, one of the, one of the, what we kept hearing uh, when, the, when India was closed down so suddenly, uh, so many people were, just had to be on the road and, and I read in news reports, you know, more than one person was saying, I am a nobody, I'm like an ant, my life doesn't matter, as if they're not seen, what, who they are is not seen. And what Ibn Arabi is saying, he's also counseling us about sometimes people on the spiritual path, sometimes we want to say, oh, we're so low and God is so high. So we're so low and God is so high. And Ibn Arabi is saying, and how could anyone be worthless who is exactly the indication pointing to God? So unless we are high, then God is not high. The one indicated is magnified tremendously by the tremendous magnification of its indicator. So this, then this word tremendous here is very important. This is Azim and Uzma and Azama. So one of the teachers, and he is Bayezid Bistami, was asked by one of the people about the most tremendous name of God. So this is the most tremendous as Aziz, but also most transcendent name of God. He said, show me the least, so I may show you the most tremendous. Names of God, all of them are tremendous. So be true and take whatever name you wish. And then Ibn Arabi describes, I met the teacher Abu Ahmad bin Saidbun in Murcia, and a human being asked him about the most tremendous name of God. He threw a rock at him. Then he pointed to him, you are the most tremendous name of God. And when Ibn Arabi describes this and discusses this, he says, you, singular, second person singular. And he says, I really mean you, because he says, you may say, but we're all human beings and we're all then blah, blah, blah. And Ibn Arabi says, no, I meant you. And so the very second person singular is who is being addressed. So you are the most tremendous name of God. And therefore you must be tremendously magnified because that is the indication of the most tremendously magnified. We have another, we'll have a lahinas in a moment. The, another lahi has, everywhere I look, I see only saints. This is the idea of when walking by the rotting carcass, uh, the, 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 what the Prophet says is, but look at how white the teeth are. 
And I'll put uh, an example, a very worldly example. So let's say I make you a blueberry tart, a nice blueberry tart. And you say, well, it was nice, but the seeds got caught in my teeth. And that is, you know, that becomes very deflating because I can't help it. Seeds are going to be in the blueberries or the blackberries and they're going to get stuck in your teeth. But can't you enjoy the, what I've just given you and, and patiently endure that the seeds are caught in your teeth? And this is, in a sense, what we hear from the divine all the time. So this is the way the world is. And it is perfect, even though it doesn't fit you right now or fit you in the way that you want it to fit. But can't you overlook that and endure it patiently and see where the tender heart is who gave you this gift? And so seeing the tender heart that in the midst of things of seeds getting caught in our teeth is uh, part of the spiritual path. Uh, so if we could have the, uh, our Ilahi now, I think it's Baki is going to sing for us. Abi has a story about the Sufis who were flying through the air. They were either on their jandamas, their flying carpets, or they were walking on air. But as they were flying, one of them sees a nice meadow, a beautiful green meadow, and says, wouldn't that be a nice place to pray? And at that moment, he no longer could walk in the air. And that's because this is based on the the, the meanest things or the things that, are, that seem to be so paltry or despicable and so on. We think often that we should be in a better temple or a better mosque or the, the, we should have better clothing or something like that. And what we've been talking, we talked about last week um, um, was the idea when the moment of prayer comes, that's the moment for prayer. And you don't say, well, I'll disregard this moment of prayer and I'll keep walking till I get to a nicer temple or a nicer mosque or a nicer place. Or I'll disregard this call to prayer and I'll get my clothes to be better because I should have nice clothes when I go to the mosque. Um, and the, the response to this, the spiritual response is when the moment for prayer comes, that's the time you pray in whatever place you are and whatever clothes you are in because there is no place which is mean or paltry or despicable, uh, every place is exactly a place which indicates that this is the place where God will be meeting you for the prayer. And the one who looks at you looks at your insides. So we don't say, well, I'll delay having this, or I won't be able to have a great spiritual encounter with the divine unless I'm more pious or more spiritual, or I've done more things, or I've done more work, or done something? And the answer is, no, this is the moment, and then the one who loves you looks to your insides. So. Now, the, the second part of Haya, then, is covering up faults. And so this is the story when the, the old man comes to, on the Day of Judgment, and God asks for him for a, a, a a judgment or a, or a cumulative evaluation of his life. 
And um, he denies, he said, because you've done these habitual things wrong and you've made these offenses. And he says, no, I did none of that. So he denies completely that he did any, anything faulty or any slip ups or any errors or any offenses. And then God says, in a sense, okay, he says, affirms that, he, that that's the truth and tells the angels to take him off to the garden. And the angels who are supposed to allocate his, his, uh, his new house in the garden based on his deeds are confused about how they're going to, to do this with him having denied all these things that he did wrong. And God says, um, it says, so they ask him, don't you know that he did these things? And God says, yes, I know he did those things. But when he said it and wanted to say that he didn't do them, I felt high up. I felt this sense of embarrassment that I should call his white beard a lie. So this haya, this sense of embarrassment, is, is what covers up whatever he has done. This haya is also seen, we had that in the scene, in the courtroom scene, when the person is on the, is on the dock and is being accused of something. And as he's being accused of what he did, he thinks back and says, you know, had God turned to me, I would have turned to God and repented. And then God thinks, had I turned to him, he would have repented. So there is an embarrassing pause, and this is Haya. So Haya is covering up the fault that was done. So things that were faulted, the seeds of the blackberry that are in your teeth, all of those things are covered up. And Haya only brings good, and God is the one who has Haya, is Hayi. So he brings from his haya only good. And what good could be more tremendous than having a cover put over his faults? And so these covers are what's put over the things that, uh, that, that are our faults that we've done, the things that just didn't come out right. And so <clears throat> the, the two parties get together here. So the presence has, in the presence, she has two faces. One face goes to the true, one face goes to the slave. So it's a, it's a membrane or a barza. And this is how the matter is arranged and ordered between God and the creation. And the two begin to resemble each other, ashtabaha, so resembling each other. And so when they resemble, in Arabic, the word resemble also means confusion because when two things resemble each other so much, there's a confusion about which one is which, and you don't know who is who. So when haya is happening, when this covering up is taking place, and this back and forth is happening, we don't know who is who. Then, Ibn Arabi tells us, the true emerges visibly here with an adjective of the creation, and the creation emerges visibly with an adjective of the true. And then this water skin, which has been worn out, gets covered with a new leather skin. And that water skin, the old water skin, and the new leather skin match each other, become to match. And so it's like layering shirts, a shirt on top of a shirt, layering. Thus he envelops him, and he neck embraces him, while God is independent of the worlds. So then emerges visibly the Lam Alif. So this is where the Lam Alif comes in as this particular figure. And the Lama Leaf has a knot, and that knot is that is, is holds them together at the base, and has a rabak, has a fort, and a fortification, and a linkage, and an anchoring, which holds them together, keeps them where they are. And they take covenants and binding obligations. So akt and rabat are all things that we, that human beings do to their, for instance, their teacher, and we do to the divine as a covenant. And so this becomes a covenant between God and his slaves, that you do this and I'll do this and I'll protect you. And it's the same taking the hand of the teacher. You do this, you do that, and you will have protection. And so he says, so fulfill completely my covenant and I will fulfill completely your covenant. And God speaks to you and who is the guide of the way. So this covering up causes a confusing resemblance. So this is the third paragraph of that chapter, that the covering up causes a confusing resemblance. And the Aleph and the Lam 
become so linked together that there's a confusion about who is who. Who is the Aleph? Who is the Lam? Who is God? Who is the creation? Who is Haq? Who is the slave? And Ibn Ayyub said, this is why there is, occurs a sharing in our doings. The question is, be, do they belong to us or do they belong to God? So we went back to the, you are the most tremendous name. So you are his name, the tremendous. And given that you are Al-Azim, and given that you are flush against his image, the link is established between you and him. So this flush against the limit, the, the image, which is the mirror, looking at the mirror and the image that comes off of it, there is a link, an anchor that's established between you and him. So he said, he will love them and they will love him. Love is the link between the lover and the beloved. And it is not concealed that the shape is affectionate to its shape. So this is an Arabic proverb that things that are shaped like you are things that you're, you like and are attracted to. So your shape, so things that the shape is attracted to its shape, the shape is affectionate to its shape. So the alif, which becomes more and more like a lam, and a lam which straighten out more and more like an alif, they become to have the same shape, and they become affectionate to each other because they're the same shape. And this is the complete human being is not like anything. There is like him nothing. So there is nothing like him is the exact same shape as there is nothing like his like. So Lesa Kamithlihi Sheon is the same shape as Lesa Kamithlihi Sheon. So his, there is nothing like him is the exact same shape as there is nothing like his like. So these two shapes become affectionate to each other. So the Lesa Kamithlihi Sheon, there is nothing like him, becomes affectionate to the one there is nothing like him. And the one who is there is nothing like him becomes affectionate to the one there is nothing like him. And so they become affectionate to each other and they have a confusing resemblance. So the Lama Leaf, the L and the A, the Lama Leaf is the image and the letter is mixed and ambiguous to the viewer. Which of the two legs is the Lam and which of the two is the Aleph? And each of the two insert into its his mate. Each of the two insert into his mate. Okay. So this is also how the, the name, the shared name Al-Mu'min, the faithful, shared by the divine and shared by the creation, the, the faithful person and the and the faithful divine, Al-Mu'min, is the mirror one. Because the Mu'min, the, the sibling or the faithful, is is a mirror for his sibling. And so that means that the mu'min is a sibling of the mu'min. So the divine is a sibling of the, the creation, the one who has faith. And this is one of the most wondrous of these aspects. And that is that God is intensely thankful for things that you have done. And so when, when God gave that old man these habitual offenses and faults and errors, that man had to receive them, had to accept them that this was happening to him. So when God says, here's the seeds of the blackberry, the old man had to say, I accept them and I will show and demonstrate and have emerged visibly from me these offenses and these errors and these faults. So God is most intensely thankful for the old man for us to receive and accept those divine names which are causing us to do things that are erroneous or faulty and so god is intensely thankful on behalf of the divine names for them being received by us So let's have uh, Omar uh, recite these uh, these verses, and then then we'll look at them in translation. So please, Omar. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Wa uzlifat al-jannatu lil-muttaqin. Wa uzlifat al-jannatu lil-muttaqin ghayru ba'id. Wa al-taffat al-saq bil-saq ila rabbika yawma idhin al-masaq. The English translation, 
is, and the garden is brought near to the righteous. And the garden is brought near to the righteous, not far. And one leg has coiled with the other leg. To your Lord that day shall be the procession. Thank you. So this word here, Uslifat, is from Zulfa. So Zulfa and is also Muzdalifa, the place Muzdalifa. And Zulfa in the subcontinent has thousands and thousands of pages of poetry about the Zulfon, the, the woman's braids, the hair. And Zulfa in this, in this verse is be brought close together the way that strands of hair are brought close together. So this bringing close together and braiding is this image of the Zulfa, of Uzlifat. So Uzlifat, Zulfa, bringing together closer and closer, the two strands become so close that they become braided and, and, and entwined with each other. And so we have a knot on this, on the Lama leaf on this other side, there's a knot and then below it is the Rabat, is the anchoring fort. And so this is how, this is the image that Ibn Arabi had been working with us on. And then on the bottom here, the Altafa, this, this uh, Altafati, Altafati, so that's the word beneath all of that, you can see the A-L-F, Alif. So this is the eighth form, which is a reciprocal form. So it's as if you're saying that the leg is alift to the other leg, which is alift to it. So the two eggs are alifing or aing, alifing together, back and forth. So the two legs are both becoming alifs, which are alifing together. And so this is the imagery of that of braiding and coming closer and closer together. And in this place, this is when Ibn Arabi is opening treasure troves, which are absolutely amazing uh, descriptions, but let's just read one of them. So he opens this treasure trove. So I opened her and lo, in her were images of loving coiling, the loving coiling of spirits around bodies and the loving coiling of spirits who love and are beloved and the loving coiling of the two limbs, one coiled around the other and the loving coiling of the lamb to the alif and a meaning of his word, one leg coiling with another leg. And the loving coiling of the two annexations, for example, X is the child of Y. So correlations, X, as long as you can say, I am a slave of God, you are linked with the correlation. So this correlation of a slave of God, Abdullah, Abdullah is a, is a link and an anchoring relationship. And as long as you have this annexation, this, this linking that's tied to you, then you're in good shape. So this, all of it, is knowledge of anchoring linkage. Cherisher, cherished. Divine, under the divine. Powering, powered. Knowing, known. So how can the second term in those phrases be mean or despicable or worthless? they have to be tremendously magnified because they are indicating the one who is tremendously magnified. So the neck embrace of the Aleph, utterly intimate, and the Lam, like two lovers, floating through the years like a dream. The leg swirls around the leg, which becomes mighty, and there came to me from the two wrapped, entwined, a sign. So wrapped is like the cloak that wraps up Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The pulsing heart, as his meaning is his embrace, there appears to him a bringing out to being and an annihilation. So the reds are negative and the blacks are positive. La ilaha illallah. This is the presence of creation and creator. The word la comes out twice in negation, the two black ones and twice in, uh, in negation, the two red ones, and twice in affirmation, the two black ones. So negation, positive, negation, affirmation. So, and so these are, of course, the lam alif wrapped together. And then the way that the alif and lam, uh, Ibn Arabi says every al, which means every the, 
so every the, every determinative noun, al, A-L, is transformed into B, kun. And so he explains this this way. So you see the alif and the lam. So the alif is there and the lam is there. And the lam you can see has this big uh, ink pot. So the ink pot imagery that is the noon. So you see the next letter here is the noon with the dot. So that ink pot, the pen dips into the ink pot and writes letters. So do we see the sexual imagery? The pen dips into the womb, the ink pot, and writes letters. And these letters then become the children of the ink and the pen. And the nun, as we know, the woman is complete, Eve is complete. And so she has within her, she has the alif. So the, because Ibn Arabi said the woman is mutashabiha, which means resembles and is confusingly resembling because her origin is Adam and then Eve becomes a separate being. So she is at root male and by happenstance female. So Eve is male, female, complete. And so the nun, the womb with the alif is the complete human being. And so this alif then, every dot, when you go like this, it becomes a line. So the dot that is this alif in the nun becomes a line. And Ibn Arabi says that line slides up to the alif over here and gets this figure here, kun. So you have a k, kun, and then the womb, the n, na. And in the middle, inside, inserted in the womb is the wav. So wav is inserted into the womb. And so, and if you're getting uh, a little shy like I am, that means you're seeing the picture the way it is. So that's how al goes to kun. And then the two move. So kawana, kawana is the two of them move or are vocalized, harakat. And when they are stilled, when they still, when they're done, they are kaun. And kaun is this last word right over here, which means <clears throat> the existent being. So the child produced from the kawana is kaun. Okay. And the geometrical algebra of one times one. <clears throat> In Arabic, you call the word multiplication. So multiplication is hitting and striking. So when the one strikes the one, Ibn Arabi says, sometimes you get the one, sometimes you get two. And what he's saying is that we have a geometric algebra where the alif times the alif creates an alif either which is a scalar or which has a dimension to it. And if it has a dimension to it, it's like the cloak on the body. And so the jubba of al-halaj, he said, there's nothing in this jubba but God. And now we'll look at that green cloak. So this is uh, Hamid Nur will sing for us here, inshallah. Deep within my heart. Heart, the vast pressure of love transforming me into clear diamond tears from your eyes oh mercy of Allah all creation floods with this love of soul delight of Allah peace of Allah be with you beloved of Allah glorious one praiseworthy one Yanuddin, Sheikh of Islam, your fragrant cloak, greenest of the green, is worn by your friends and kissed by your saints. Ashki Moha, in love, Ahmed Mustafa, like blood of love, merging with Allah, subsisting in Allah, emerging as Allah, Rasulallah, vessel of the light, nectar of Ali, Ya Nuruddin, Kutub of mystery, Ya Nuruddin, axis of reality, Ya Nuruddin, Kutub 
Kuval Adin, Yanuradin, Gnostic master of the dream. Thank you. So if you look quickly at these images, uh, it's the same, that, that triangle on one side of the screen is actually not joined. And so when you, but if you look at it at a certain angle, you can see that it's joined. So these are shapes which in one place are not joined, but at a certain angle, they become joined. So how this works is the basis of Ibn Arabi's geometrical algebra of the Aleph and the, and the Lam. And that comes out here. So we're, the 10 days of Hajj have entered on us and we're looking at, so a screen here. So the, the projection onto the screen and then this world that we live in. So if we are in this screen, the screen is layered. There, there are many layers to this screen. And so one image is being projected to different layers of the screen, the next world, the, the dream world, the Atlas world and so on. And if we are walking in the earth or are buried in the earth, then we are a place which the light will hit and that light will hit and we will be projected somewhere. And so being projected somewhere is our experience of being here. And so the, if, so if this Alif Lam is linked and interwoven as we see in, uh, as the puppets are, so if the Alif Lam, where the puppets are, are together, they may shine onto the world as being separated. So this togetherness might be this when it comes to the dunya, to the world. And so indeed, if the Alif and Lam, the Adam-Eve linkage, so Adam, when he came down, he landed on Adam's peak in Sarandip in Sri Lanka. And Eve is in Musdalifa. And so it may seem that they are apart because one is in Sarandip and the other is in Arabia. But the Alif and Lam are actually, as puppets, they are linked together, they're together. So when Adam comes to, to Arafat, to Mount Arafat, what happens is Arafat who? She recognized him. And the greatest day of these, of this 10 days, the ninth day is Arafat. And this is the day when the dua are all answered. And Arafat who? She recognized him. And then Muzdalifa, that's the Zulfa, the braided hair. The Muzdalifa is the place where Adam Azdalafa. So became joined and linked to Eve again. And this is why it's called Jama, the gathering together. So Muzdalifa is called Jama. So when these two uh, meet, she recognizes him, and then they go to Muzdalifa, and they become linked and braided together in this world as they are in the pre-world, in the pre-screen area. And so this tells us that anyone who is walking in the earth or buried in the earth can be projected next to you in your dream, in your imaginal realm. And you can see them and be linked to them, even though physically or spatially you're very far apart. So spatial distance then means nothing to the to the Alif Lam, which is projected onto the earth screen. Okay. And so this Alif Lam, to, to follow it up, to, so it's a focus. If we begin to look at the Alif Lam, Ibn Arabi is telling us, you'll be able to uh, navigate the ocean of the Quran. And what that could mean, one thing it means, is that the Alif Lam is this story of the Aleph and the Lam linking together, not the confused resemblance. So if you look for the concept, when is the creator confusedly, confusingly resembling the creation? When does the creation refuse, uh, re confusedly resemble the creator? This is a way to navigate through Quran. 
So he says, plunge into the ocean of the inaccessible Quran if you are capacious enough in breath. Otherwise, limit yourself to the tafsir. <laughs> and if those plunging in did not head straight for the places near the shore, they would not come back out for your sakes ever. The prophets and the protected inheritors of them, they are the ones who seek these nearby places as a kindness to the people. The ones who stand and persevere, who interlock, interlock to that side and are struck, stuck fast, adhere fast, never coming back, no one benefits them and they benefit no one. They go to, no, they are made to go to the very middle where the waves of the ocean meet. They drown in there forever, never coming back. Well, some are, are towed back. Uh, and some, you may have a situation where we see uh, those who have been in the middle of the ocean drowning, uh, sometimes they get towed back and brought back to the shores where then they are helpful to themselves and to others. Because in the middle of the ocean, they're useless to themselves and useless to others. So when you, God give you success, plunge into the ocean of the Quran, seek and pursue the shells of these two sapphires, the Aleph and the Lam. And this, pursue the shells of these two sapphires, the pair of shell valves, so this is the shell valves, which are open to disclose a kind of flesh, Okay, that's the oyster, and then pearls are found. So the friction that happens inside the two sh shells creates a pearl. So the blackberries see that get stuck in your mouth and your teeth can create something, uh, can create a pearl. So if we can accept the sand inside, this friction and bothering us, uh, if we can endure that patiently, then we can have a pearl. So this is the Anat the Lam and the Alif. This is a, a call that Ibn Arabi gives us. Anat the Lam and the Alif. I'll just give, uh, uh, let's, let's have Omar uh, recite the, the red ones, the, 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 verse, the two verses. The top is a hadith. It might be hard to read because it's a putrus font. And then the other two are, are Quran. Um, the, the Quran one is, uh, yeah. Uh, بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيتها النفس المطمئنة ارجعي إلى ربك راضية مرضية فادخلي في عبادي وادخلي جنتي صدق الله العظيم So this is the return of the, of the soul that has been contented that endured patiently the sand inside the shell <laughs> and the anat the lam and the alif uh, Ibn Arabi takes la reba fi. So we, dalik al kitab, la reba fi. There's no doubt in it. And Ibn Arabi says, anat the lam and the leaf and see what happens. And you get a reba fihi. And that is what? Would I cause doubt in the Quran in which hearts find rest and tranquility through this remembrance of God? So the heart that finds rest and tranquility, those with faith and those whose heart are tranquil, and that's where we get mutma'ina, through the dhikr of Allah. Is it not that through the remembrance of God, hearts find rest and tranquility? So when we unknot the lam and the alif, and then God says, what would I cause doubt in the Quran, which is there so that your hearts could find rest and tranquility through dhikr of Allah? And so, unnot the lam and the leaf. So the that poem that we the passage that we looked at the three paragraphs of the one chapter. The poem is this one of that haya chapter. Yes, indeed, haya is a key to a door entering on God. And indeed, my secret heart towards this opening is an opener. So if you open, you will see a light with which who illuminates a faith so beautiful. Above this face, the light intensely apparent. It is as if he were in the light blocking of the night, if your two eyes view his image, a lit dawn and a lit lamp. And if you remember that I, when I mentioned that dream last week, uh, this of the all light, all, all black, all light blocking, all light. Um, and then this is through Haya. So bring him back. 
Fibnabi has this one from Quran, bring him back. He cannot bear to be apart from me. And I am the one I love. And then he says, I am my darling boy. I am my beautiful girl. You, precious gem, blessed, look into the mirror and see me. So this is the unknotting of the lama leaf, which is the unbraiding of the lama leaf, so that one can return. And then there's also the return back, where they link back up again and off again. So Adam and Eve leave the garden of closeness, uh, fall one on the Serendip, one falls into Arabia, then they link, they find each other, she recognizes him, and they find each other, and they link and braid each other in Muzdalifa. And then there could be the unlinking, unknotting, unbraiding of the Lam and the Alif, in which case then it returns. Because the last day of these 10 days is the Eid, and Eid means return. So after Arafat, when she recognized him, they go to Muzdalifa and link and braid, and then there's the Eid, the return. They have returned to each other. And so we can... Can everyone hear okay?
Okay. So, all right. Well, thanks for being here. This has been wonderful. We had to go over time because of 18 slides. <laughs> so maybe uh, in two weeks, uh, in two weeks is Thursday. Um, I mean, two weeks is it 6 August. Uh, that might be a time where we can revisit the slides. But this time, it'd be really wonderful if you could come with uh, your ideas and your experiences to these slides. So we can perhaps look into doing that in the two weeks from now. Okay. So. Thank you so much, Shweb. Thank you. Salam alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Salam alaikum, dear ones. I just wish, wish to wish everyone um, Hajj, Dul Hajj Mubarak, and of course, the coming Eid next Friday, inshallah, which I think is when we have our, for me, it's Friday. Uh, I am from London, UK, so hopefully, see some of you on Eid Day, Eid Mubarak. Salam alaikum. So I take it that everyone understood everything completely, so no problem. <laughs> see, that's see that see you, you all know how to seek the the sapphires in Quran. You look for the alif and the lam, and then you find everything. And that's the, that's your that's the the you plunge and you dive deep and you go to the sapphires of the alif and the lam, which means that this connection between the creature and the creator. And so we follow that. And uh, we'll be all right then. <laughs> Eric, could I ask a question? Are, are you taking questions now? Yes, yes, please. Okay. Um, I wanted to just ask about um, how, in, in, your, in all of your presentations, you're looking at constellations of meanings. Uh, I guess that would be a way of describing it. And so that all of these things are, are present at, at the same time when you're thinking about one of these aspects. So uh, certainly for, for most of us, it's, it's, uh, it's sort of too much to, to carry. And yet all of those things are always there. And somehow we want to, to not have it be too much. So how do you how do you deal with that in yourself? Yeah, yeah. That on the one when Ibn Arabi is talking about letters and he describes page after page every earth that the letters come through and every sky that the letters come through, and you just think, you know, you've got three pages of where this letter has come from in order to get to a written letter or a spoken letter, and you think. Boy, at that point, you don't want to say too many words because this is a lot of process behind there. So there is really no end to what went behind all of these these things. And so, um, but the the I mean, the only way that 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 I can understand any of these things is, and that's why I was mentioning is, is I have to go. I go back to you know what what trace what effect it had uh, as me on me as a child and as a, an adult and so on. And so. Um, and so, you know, learning about the, the, this special Hadith Qudsi that I am a treasure which is hidden, and you think, okay, no wonder, since that, that just uh, already, I, it just appeals so much, I understand that so, so deeply, that of course then it explains why when I was 10 years old, I thought these same things. And I thought, because this experience of knowing that there's something special hidden inside of you, and that people are not seeing it. Um, I mean, so this is, this becomes both, you know, my problem, the monster's problem, the count's problem, and God's problem. <laughs> and so, in a sense, by seeing that it's, it's, all of us have this same problem, uh, 
this is this is one way to see what we kind of say different levels let's say so you know there's the divine level and then there's the human level and then there's my personal childhood level and then there all of these things going at once yeah but the the i mean it's it's the connections that are so beautiful the reason i i can read it but not to be you know thousands of times read the same chapter one and each time it's like doing a New York Times Friday crossword puzzle. It just all comes out and everything is there and it's all connected. And you see this led to this and that led to that. Um, and so Arafat who, she recognized him. No wonder the day of Arafat is the greatest day. So Ibn Abi says of all the days, uh, the greatest day uh, is the day of Arafat. So that's Arafat who, when she recognized him and she is also the Ayn. So when our entity <clears throat> recognizes who, Arafat who, that my, this, this, the she, the entity recognizes who. And so when the she recognizes who, then the whole circle has been complete. I am a treasure that is necessarily concealed and hidden, but I love to be known and recognized. So. Thank you. <laughs> Great. Can I ask a, um, a question? Is what it, it, what you were saying about the Lamalith and how they are intertwined and how they rely upon each other in some ways. It's, is this linked to the concept of the Rabb and the Marbub, the Lord and the one who is the, the subject of the Lord? Right. So, yeah, so this, this, uh, there are three ways of looking at that. The one is that the, the confusing resemblance. And so we don't know, is God doing this or am I doing that? Or is God doing it or is I am doing that? So that's a confusing resemblance. And then, then there is the, if I, if God is to be tremendously magnified, then I must be tremendously magnified. And so if God is going to be Azim, then I have to be Azim because I am the indication of God. And therefore, you throw the rock at the guy are the most tremendous name of God. And then third, uh, power powering, cherished, cherished, cherisher, cherished. And so, Rab Marbu. Yeah. So this is how, when the two begin to link this way, then one of them is the cherisher, one of them is the one being cherisher, but we don't know who is who. But you, we, we, it, what it does is it elevates and valuates and, and gives us great valuation that we are cherished. And so if we are cherished, then we must have a cherisher. And so this is the anchoring link. So Ibn Arabi says, if all you do is hold on to the correlation, the ifada, and so this correlation, the you know, child of X, child of Y, I am the cherished, of the cherisher. So in my name, I have the cherisher. And so that's why uh, um, in the story about the sneeze, when uh, someone sneezes and says, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, and the person accuses him of being spiritually deficient by saying, how can you put the Alameen, the worlds, with the Rabb, you know, in the same sentence? And so uh, the answer that, that is told is that when the, when the new and the old come together, you can't see any of the new, it's just the old. But when the old comes to the new, all you see is the new. And that's the Khalifa. So when God acts behind us and, and strikes Adam, you no longer can see God. All you see is Adam. And so that's the Khalifa. So this is how they're all, of, all of them are linked. And so all of these... Um, these histoires, these, these, these accounts can be told with the Aleph Lam and the correlation and the, and the, the cherisher cherished. Yeah. Great, can I ask a question? Yeah, Ali Rahman. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much and salam alaikum, everyone. Could I, what comes to me as imagery in our body is that, uh, you know, how our body left and right crosses? And then, of course, we have the two right brain and left brain crosses. But the crossing that scientists, they looks like that it happens in the, in the brain. But and also our blood vessel, red blood and blue blood going and coming back. But both of them really uh, connects at the SA node, which is in the heart. 
that is the knot between the law. And when we pray, we raise our hand, we become like the lump, Aleph lump that uh, one happens in the brain. But the, the reason, this is a question, the reason like the zikr of the heart is because of that it happens in the heart, they say no. And the scientists now they see that the magnetism that the SA node creates in the heart, which they can map it and see it's all 10 times larger than that happens in the head. Is that, is that the correlation of Aleph Lam in our body? Yeah, no, that, that's, that's, that's beautiful. And then if you think about magnetism and, and, and poles, the pole, the pivot and the magnets and how, they, and how that makes ro rotations and revolutions and all of that, yeah. And then the heart, then is the rabita, is the, is the fort, anchoring fort. So the Aleph and Lam, Aleph Lam go like this and they have an anchoring fort there that holds them together and keeps them from flying off and unknotting themselves. And if, I was talking with Omar a few days ago, in the subcontinent, you know, in, and I think it must be the same way in, in, uh, in, the, in Persian speaking, the zulfon, the, the braids, I mean, how much poetry, how much ink has been written about the, 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 that whole, what that means to, to braid and then to unbraid and what, what happens when the woman unbraids her hair. So we don't want to get into that. It's way too sexual. So, but that's certainly the, the Aleph Lam. So you say that SA node is where in the heart, that's where the knot is then, would you? Yeah, so the knot is then in the heart. The akht, the knot is in the heart. And so this also then connects to the akht is also that covenant that we take. So we take the covenant with the cherisher. We take the covenant with Mother Earth on the second one. And then the third one, we take the covenant with the guide. And the teacher, the guide, is the one we take that set, the third covenant with. And that's the one that says, I will be the one who reaches my hand to you in the middle of the ocean and tow you to the shore. And I'll be the one that will bring you back to where you need to be. So that's the knot of, so without that anchor, we just drift. But the, the, the guide is the one that knots us and, and helps us have a, a, a rabbit at this fort and anchor for us. Thank you. Uh, so, so, so something, something comes to mind, uh, Shaib. I, I remember reading somewhere Ibn Arabi saying that the way to approach life like as not to be bounded by any state by not to, not to be bounded by any reality is to always and not reality not hold any form and not reality based on 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 the situation you're with address it and then I'm not again so that you're free to see and not again so this nothing and renotting in reality which I think is the heart of the way does that correspond to the Aleph and Lam? Is there a correspondence there? Yeah, yeah because the Aleph Lam, so not only the, the braid imagery tells us that these are multiple coilings, but also that they are meant to be removed and returned, removed and returned. And so Adam and Eve have to be removed from the garden into the world because the world is where they belong and they're Khalifa. They are the ones God is going to act behind. So their true place is the world, not the garden. So they have to be removed from the, the garden. But as they remove, then they separate. And then they have to find Muzdalifa and Arafat who he, she has to recognize him. And then they have to join. And then, but also to have things happen, they also then have to separate again. And so the Al, the al goes to Kun, whereas, which is the ultimate in Jama in, in jama and, and sexual union. And then that creates kun, which is a separation. And then that kun, it goes back to al, the. So you have the determinate noun and the imperative be. And they are, and we are forever fluctuating from an, in a determinate noun, which seems stable, which then breaks up into the imperative be, in which then it is. And then the moment it is, it has to break up again into the imperative be. So we're forever having the, the loosening and the, and, the, and, the, and the braiding of the hair. And so in the subcontinent, there's something that when the woman is braiding her hair and there's something when she's unbraiding her hair and it has a meaning to, the, to her, her mate who is looking at her at that moment. So we'll leave it at that. But yeah, that's definitely the Aleph now. <laughs> There's a question on the chat.
yeah, um, yeah, Nasri is, is bringing out the idea that the, that most many ayah uh, end with the two ALs, the Al. So Allah name like Al Rahman and Al Rahim. Yeah, and so yeah, that's that's certainly there. And Ibn Arabi also will talk about why Ar Rahman, how the L goes into an R because of Ar Rahman, Ar Rahim, and that's another that's another story entirely. Uh, and then we also have. Can you please elaborate on how if we hold on to the alif lam, we're safe in the ocean of the Quran. So when we're plunging into the ocean of the Quran, it's very easy to get lost and to be plunged and to become, it's the inaccessible Quran, the Aziz Quran, the inaccessible Quran. And so to look for the alif lam, which is, well, come to think of it, I guess that brings back to that earlier question about how I, how I personally have handled these layers and these multiple meanings. Um, there, there are a few things that I know, but that I know them very, very well, tasted, so I've tasted. So, and that's, you know, from childhood onwards, you know, I can list three or four things that I know. And those, what I know is actually Alif Lam. But at 10 years old, I had no idea that was the Alif Lam. But I knew that experience. And so that experience, if I take that experience, now I use the word Alif Lam, I can then go into Quran and plunge into the ocean and look for where is the place where God is holding the hand out to me and rescuing me? Where is that place? Where is the place where I settle and become mutma'ina and then uh, I get returned? into the garden with God's slaves and creatures. And so that is the key that you find what you know, and then you take that, what you know will be some aspect of Alif Lam, and you'll take that into Quran, and then the Quran is speaking to you because you're asking not you know, for cliff notes on how many things are being talked about or what the topics are. You're asking, show me the place where God is rescuing me. So. Well, so yeah, we've and we've got some more things happening soon, so we probably should break if we could. Uh, thank you so much for being here. It was wonderful. I did got a lot of work done last week, so it, it was good that we did the two week thing. I, I ended up having uh, Rowan, the editor, had a lot of work for me to do, so I got that done. Um, and then next week we'll, we'll be having they'll be for the Eid, and then so let's join two weeks from now if we can. Two weeks from now, let's see if we can get together again. So we'll we'll give uh, uh, emails about that, and make sure I have your emails. So if you haven't been getting emails from me or from Mustafa at Peer Press, then send me an email, and we'll we'll work on that. Okay. All right, well, thank you very much, everyone. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.